Hello, welcome along to Baffled, the show that tries to discover the most incredible facts lurking in the stranger corners of the internet and decide whether they are nonsense or actually worth telling your mates. My name's Dan. Thank you so much for listening. This week, you can hear facts from me all about stinking sea creatures, about why submarines need to come up, and about how Nickelback can put people off. Also, we've got Mark. Mark, what have you brought to the table? Thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, Today, I am talking hot air balloons, stolen brains, and I might have the answer to some gibberish for you. So much of this podcast is turning into gibberish. I'm glad that we're. I'm glad that we're admitting it. Embrace Con- the gibberish. That's what it's about. And Connor is here as well. Connor, what have you got? Hello, gents. Yes. So elbows are a bit weird. I think we can all agree with that. Never ever sell your shares in your company. And how annoying are hiccups? Oh, dreadfully annoying. As are elbows. So there you go. We're covering all bases. Stick around. It's a brand new baffle. 
five miles of your house in Essex. No, they're USA based. So, Connor, capital letters. We just listened to this week's episode. I listen every week with my daughter and we get so excited because she's the little Chinese letter person sending you in Corona facts. Do you remember I said to you about the Chinese letters? This this is this lady's daughter. Um, We were so excited that you mentioned it in the podcast. Also, I think you need to tell the guys to just get over the fact that you're the crowd favourite because you're more approachable. Also, here's a fact for your buddy Mark. Then... She told me the fact. Periodically, a rumour starts on the internet that says natural redheads will become extinct by the year 2060. Lucky for gingers everywhere, this is a myth. Well, I'm glad of that. Thank you for clarifying Mark, that one. Mark, you, it was a roller coaster of emotions of, yeah. here's a fact for Mark, you're going to die out. Yeah. I'm joking, it's a lie. Well, there Mark, we go. You, were only born, you were born in the early 90s, so that means you, would, you wouldn't live to be 70. Oh, that'd be depressing, wouldn't it? Another mm. one. Another one, just so that you're aware as to what I'm doing for for this podcast, so you can you can sort of get off my back a little bit. Cheers from the USA. I just wanted to say that I've been the Connor of my friend group before, so I feel your pain. Sorry those lads are so hard on you in the podcast. You're just doing your best. And while I'm at it, here's a fact for the podcast. Then he gave me a great McDonald's fact, and he said, I'll even send the link so Dan and Mark can't pick on you for not fact-checking. P.S. 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 Hold on. No, no, no. The best bit's P.S. P.S. Just listen to this week's podcast and I have IBS too. So I'm with you on that as well. So, Legend. Right. So, First member of Bibs. Right. So the, 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 where, the, where the dude fell down there is he said, you're just trying your best because you might be more approachable. But what we've discovered in the 14 or so weeks of doing this show is that you, you aren't doing your best. You what? come in with like a line of a fact. We give you homework and you don't do the homework. Oh, it's never also, here, here's the here's the question for you, Connor. Are you happy with people saying they're the Connor of the group? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Right. You're effectively in the same ballpark now as Carl Pilkington. Well, I the just- people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the Carl of the group. People are the Connor of the group. You are now a thing. Like people are like, oh yeah, I'm the Connor of the group. Yeah, I'm happy to be the thing. I just have. Have you guys had any lovely messages saying that you're the crowd favourite? I'm just just out of curiosity. Have you? Uh, so, so, well, some people message me all the Mark? time saying that they're the Dan of the group. They're the discerning, funny one, the wry, witty one, the, the, one. The, 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 the lovely, sexy one. That's what people message me. Oh, God, seriously. All I want to say to sum up is thank you for everyone that gets in touch. It really does mean a lot. I do get a hard time because I'm seen as maybe the not you know intelligent one in the group, but I try and I enjoy it. So I'm happy right. I'm being appreciated. So... If you're if you're now number one of the three, you can start us off, Connor. Give us your first fact. All right, mate. I'll get into it. So, you may not know this, but if you lick somebody's elbow while they aren't paying attention, they won't feel it. Also, you're a creep. Can we just add that in? If you lick someone's elbow and they're not expecting it, you're a creep and you're a weird person. So, I can clarify that this is is true. Look, what you get up to with your girlfriend but between 11 at night and 6 in the morning is literally your own doing. I don't want to know about your weird games, your weird elbow games. Well, I actually licked my mum's elbow when we were in the kitchen. Again, uh, you are over 20 years old. That's not something that we should... Here's the thing, is elbows, it's because there's no feeling in elbows, I'd imagine. You don't have any senses. Yeah, exactly. But I thought it was quite, I thought it was kind of weird, like, you know, the fact that people could literally lick your elbow and you wouldn't know. So, so I started thinking... How many times do you think in your life your elbow has been licked and you just didn't know? 
I'm going to go with none because I have faith in human in humans of the world that they don't just go around licking random people's elbows. That is so brilliantly out of the box. That is fantastically out of the box. I love the fact that that's that's what your mind did next. So, yeah. what do we think that they are? Because I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to believe that there are things that move quicker than our eyes can register. So maybe in the gaps when you're looking from left to right, in the tiny little seconds that you're you're not picking up, maybe something's there just moving so quickly that you can't keep up with it. And maybe you're being licked by these strange, mysterious creatures. Well, exactly. So, I, you know, this is the thing. I, I'm trying to, what I'm doing here is I'm trying to save the listeners from any time when somebody's getting a bit too close. Just double check if their tongue is on your elbow, because this might be a thing that maybe people aren't aware of. Like, you never know. I, you would never want to, have a look at your elbow. You would never want to lick it though. It's, it's, it's the most ugly bit of your body. Yeah, it is. It's very ugly. And mine are all, because I yeah. used to be MX when I was a kid. So mine are all like mashed up from where I used to fall off so much. They're all like scarred, basically. So you but didn't they, BMX well? No, no, I was really, really bad at it. Of course, <laughs> it's me. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, when I read this little fact, basically I just, my other two facts are quite intense. Well, not intense, but they're a bit, bit bigger. And I wanted just a nice, simple one to start us off. And I thought, this is a good one. And I, I was kind of hoping that you still didn't know this. Am I right in thinking that maybe this is new? I, I mean, I, I don't know this. My favourite thing about this is to combine a fact from Dan from earlier in the um, earlier in the podcast. Uh, effectively, what you're saying is you can go around licking people's weenuses and they won't notice. <laughs> we discussed earlier on that the weenus is the name for that little dongle of skin on your elbow. I would like, because you can't lick your own elbow. Uh, you know, give it a go now, unless you're driving, unless you're driving across America, because I know that people people binge us while they're while they're trucking across America. You don't try it if you're doing that, but like you can't do it. But I would like to know the sensation of my elbow being licked. So I don't know. Maybe well, as soon me, as we're back in the studio, Dan, I'll no, happily you, lick your elbow uh, for you, pal. Uh, no, you don't need to do. It. I think I think that's something that only me and my girlfriend can do after a few glasses of wine. I would say. Oh, yeah, because that's what you get up to after a few glasses of wine. Is it like, some, oh, is it time for an Lionel. elbow licking, dear? Oh, stick some Lionel Richie on. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, you, you dim might. Dim the lights down low. Let's get into our best negligee and give yeah. me an elbow a lick. Little glass of Pinot and some elbow licking. I mean, that is the way to do a Friday, eh? Mark, give us your first fact of the pod. So the inventors of the hot air balloon had very little faith in it actually working. Now, the reason I know of this, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I always have this think of who thought of that as an idea and went, yeah, I'll try that out. I have well, this is because, thought this a through, few times. Like, I, where did it come from? Well, so the science in it is, is fairly simple. The problem is, oh, here we go, Mr. is it's oh. taking that risk, isn't it? It's like imagine exactly. being the first That's people the that, thing. That, that fly a plane. You've got up, but then having to land the plane? Ridiculous. Not for me. Exactly. It's it's one of those where you go, oh, that that would work. The science works. But it, does it work in your head to then work in real life? And what are the things you're going to get right and wrong? Turns out that the inventors of the hot air balloon had no faith in themselves. So instead of going up themselves, the very first pioneers of hot air balloon travel were a rooster, a sheep... And a duck. <laughs> that is excellent. How did well, they get the first down? ones that went up? They were the first ones that went up. They were placed in a cage suspended beneath the balloon. And after eight minutes, they ended up landing about two miles away from where they took off. And I can say for anyone listening who is worried, they were alive and well when they landed. I mean, it could have been the start of, you know, an animal cruelty front page headline, couldn't it? 
Well, no, it also could be cruel. the start of a Disney film, let's be honest. They're not being A cruel. rooster, a sheep and a duck get sent in in a hot air balloon, end up miles away. In fact, isn't this just Madagascar, the film? End up miles away and then end up having to uh, set themselves free. Yeah, they're not being cruel. How do, how do you know they might have had a great time? They no, I'm just thinking more like it's a risk, isn't it? So the reason they haven't put a human in it is because in case it goes wrong, then the human dies. Whereas if it's a rooster, whatever the hell it is, it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're dead. But, yeah, but that's the idea behind it, isn't it? That animals are less superior yeah. to us. Yeah, that, that's essentially what they were thinking. Yeah, exactly. this, I mean, this is back in the 1700s. It was Joseph Michel and Jacques Etienne Montgolfier. They were brothers. Of the Montgolfier brothers. Is there ever a creator's name on this podcast which is just like Mark Heads, Dan Simpson, or Connor Knight? Like just simple. Well, well no, we because have we haven't invented anything. We have created invented podcast. baffled. Hey, there you go. Um, um, Mark, no, Connor, talk yeah. me through very quickly, just so I can just make sure that you know. How, why do hot air balloons fly in the sky? Is it something to do with the gas that's produced? Yes. And then it's kind of like the idea, isn't it, of like, a, you know, them lanterns that you put up in the sky. The, is it the the, 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 the fire? Is there a fire? There's a fire. Yeah, the fire produces some form of gas that then holds inside the balloon, which levitates it. Okay. Well, technically, it's because hot air rises because it's lighter and less dense than cold air. So you fill the balloon with a load of hot air and it will travel upwards because it's rising higher than the cold air. It's not like a special, I don't think it's a special gas. It's just hot air. I'm really not a, um, I'm really not into the hot air balloon thing. I've, I've never, I don't know if you guys have ever been in one, but have you been in one? No, I've never been in one. I, no. c- I couldn't do it. I'm fine with heights, but I can't be close to an edge. Yeah, got that's this, the thing for me. It's this thing, there's a there's a French word for it. I can't remember exactly what it is. I might have spoken about it on the show before. I tend to rabbit on about it. It's called, it's a French sensation called into the void or over the void, which is where you, you, you almost, you can't be too close to the edge of something because you think you might throw yourself off. It, yeah, it's, well, it's, I, that, it's that risk that you might do something incredibly dangerous. Like, you know, when you're in the middle lane while you're driving and you think, hang on, if I just swerve left here, I would cause utter destruction. It's like a, there is a sensory, it's like a, there's a prop, it's a proper sensation um, that some people have. So that's why I can't do a hot air balloon because I just feel like chucking myself over. They really freak me out. Like I'm okay with heights. I'm okay with planes, but hot air balloons just, uh, no, it's just not okay. I don't think that's a normal thing to put a human inside of. I've never been in one either, but people who have been in one, who I think went up feeling the same as you, say that when they're up, up there, you kind of forget all about the fact that it's terrifying. I think what, what for me, you can't control it. Like you can't say, oh, we're going to start here and finish here. Hot air balloons don't work like that. You're just going by the wind, aren't you? Like I'm not getting into it. I wouldn't get into a car if I didn't have a steering wheel. So why would I get into a hot air balloon without a way to steer? The landings are always quite ropey as well. When you drop down, you don't land nicely. I think you usually you're thrown onto your side. Yeah, just no thank you. I wouldn't get into any other vehicle that's like that. So why would I get into one with a big balloon and hot air? Well, I'm a little no bit, thank you. I'm a little bit claustrophobic as well. So You can't like, be claustrophobic, but you, you can see all around you. You can't be claustrophobic. No, You're in the middle of the sky. You can't really walk far. No, that is the issue. Like on a plane, you can stretch your legs. <laughs> Not much. I mean, I don't think you're going on a seven-hour flight to New York, mate. I don't think that's what you're going to do in a hot air balloon. Well, you never know. If it's cheap enough. And also, you can't steer it, so who knows? Right, my first fact. Sea lions, this is a bit bit puerile, by the way. Sea lions have the worst smelling farts by far. (laughs) 
How? Go. Who has figured this out? <laughs> what the? Surely it's skunks. This? Surely it's skunks. Rick Schwartz, who is the head keeper at the San Diego Zoo, uh, told Greenpeace that sea lions by far have the worst smelling guffs. You might think that it's like something big. I think I usually think it's something big or maybe a skunk, but like an elephant or a camel or a hippo. Apparently it's the sea lions. Makes sense, right? They Because they eat like a huge variety of food. They're kind of like the dogs of the sea, aren't they? They just eat anything that's going. And then with all of the uh, chemical changes that's happening uh, in, in their stomach, when they're processing it all, apparently it gives them like a rancid farts. Also terrible breath as well, apparently. I mean... How can you tell? Is this, is this a fact or is this an opinion? Yeah. How are you smelling a sea lion's breath? So here's the deal. It is a, it, I mean, it's an opinion fact. But, you know, he's the head keeper at the San Diego Zoo. I think he, he's seen more creatures than anyone else. He would know. Yeah. I mean, of people that I would trust in an opinion, he would be up there. But, I mean, until you have gone round and made every animal fart in your face and you have measured it on a scale of one to ten and had some scientists also smell it and, you know collaborate or corroborate with your findings then really really can we call this a fact yeah it's a good point i I, well i think it's a fact and you know also i mean if we're going to start picking up the actual facts that we've done i think we'll be here for a long time Uh, connor what what are you feeling about farts why i'm i'm more concerned about this man that he's smelling sea lion's breath like that's impossible in my opinion. How is it impossible? How are you smelling the breath of a sea lion? Talk me through the process. Go on. You get face to face with a sea lion. No, absolutely not a thing. What, and then breathe. It breathes and you... No. Well, no, but that's the point. The breath is so rank that you can just smell it. What would you call sea lions breathe? Also, you've got to feed the sea lions. And when they when when, they, when you feed them, then they're going to... Mark, are um, you more on my side Open idea? their breath. No, I'm 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 in the middle here. What you you're telling me seriously that this guy's put his nose to a sea lion's bum and smelled a fart? No, but there's well, no, the I, they I, are well, so no, but bad. as in you've you've smelled human farts without putting your nose to a bum. I know, but a sea lion's tiny and it's under the water. Sea lions are out on land as well. They don't just live in the water all the time. Sea lions spend a lot of their time oh, on land. Sea lion. Oh. What are you talking about? What did you think he said? I a whale? A seahorse. I don't know why I had this little thing in my mind. A seahorse? Yeah, you know the so... tiny little things. I was thinking. That's very different <laughs> to a sea lion. Oh, God, my head then. I was just imagining this tiny little, like, mouth, like, putting air in. <laughs> you have no idea no. the picture that was in my head. You have no idea the no, picture that, that is, in my head. No, that is where you have gone incredibly wrong. Yeah, no, now I'm on board. Just I'm give on me board. One, ju- just give me one second, boys. I'll repeat this. I think you need to tell the guys to get over the fact that you're the crowd favourite because you're more approachable. You, you went on a lot earlier on in the show about how the fact that people are the Connor, it's fine if people want to be the Connor of their group. This is why we have trouble. Look, I got confused, okay? In my mind, I was imagining this little seahorse. I mean, now you can understand where I'm coming from. I mean, that's a small thing to be smelling the breath of. I mean, I can understand why that was confusing. Yeah, now I'm all I, on board. I cannot... I cannot carry on and, and ju- just with with the fact that you confused a sea lion and a seahorse I no, yeah, no, I, do you think like they just got like a little pipette and just got the bubble when it came out the back of a sea, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, seahorse that's exactly. and just went just get the bubble and then just blow it in your nose later yeah, that is what I was thinking I was imagining this guy like with his nose really the, no you just don't want to put, put the vision in your head of a guy trying to smell a seahorse's breath and bum yeah that yeah. was where well, I was yeah, I, can, I can understand why you were conf- well I can understand why you were confused <clears throat> It, when you thought it was the sea 
horse, but what, I'm confused why you ever thought it was a seahorse. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can imagine. Do it's... you confuse lions and horses? Connor, give us your second fact. There was actually a third Apple founder, Ronald Wayne, and he sold his 10% stake for $800 in 1976. That 10% stake today would be worth $95 billion. Yeah, it's great. Oh, that's 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 a that's a regret in life, isn't it? I know people say, "Oh, I have no regrets because what I did was right at the time." But oh, that's a regret. That is a hundred percent a regret. Eight hundred dollars. Mark, are you speaking to grands a lot about their respect? About, about their regret? No, you know when people are like, "Oh, I don't have regrets." I'm like, what, what, "Why?" Well, because it was obviously right at the time, and it's just hindsight now. It's not regret. No, that's a that's a regret. Yeah, that's that, yeah, selling true, selling that's, a share of Apple for eight hundred dollars, that's a regret. That's the only way you could at all come to terms with it though. You'd have to turn into like the most Zen dude ever. Uh, but these things come up all the time, don't they? Like there's it's probably the same thing with Google and the same thing with most like big, big stake companies, I reckon. Like you always hear facts like this. Uh Connor, what's your biggest regret? Oh god, what's my biggest regret? The sea the seahorse sea line confusion. I reckon my biggest regret, if we're getting a little bit, you know, heart to heart with this, is probably not pursuing the presenting career earlier. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to go heart to heart with it. But Ronald, Ronald Wayne, he's probably a lot, a lot, a lot more regretful. I mean, he's only worth four hundred thousand dollars now, which okay, he's only it's still a lot of money. But when you think about how much he could have been worth. I mean, I would struggle to wake up every day. I'm just, I'm just saying that. I would be very down in the dumps about this. I, I, I dwell a lot. Like things get to me. That would get to me. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. The only way you could come to terms with it is by like heavy duty meditation, escaping to Bali to smoke some funny stuff on the sand and kind of embrace the sun. Well, I, I have a little bit more information on it. So basically, he was. So after spending a mere twelve days with jobs and i can never pronounce the other guy's name wozniak who's the other founder steve yeah, wozniak, wozniak. Yeah. steve wozniak after spending a mere 12 days with them wayne had his name taken off the contract and sold his shares back to the co-founders for 800 dollars. that's how I, he, mean, I mean he didn't even give it a chance do we reckon it, it was i mean he's probably like oh yeah it was just personal reasons it was getting in the way and now i've got a lovely family and a wife and that's priceless and i bet you that's what he says to people That'll be, that'll be the PR spin on it. You got quite vicious oh, there, Mark. You've now got family. Them. It's great. No, uh, I can just I just imagine I just imagine what he's saying. When really, let's be honest, you you would be pissed, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be pretty. Yeah, yeah it'd be you, hard to get over. I reckon. Yeah, you. Is I it because he wasn't be... called Steve? It's like Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak. Oh no, sorry, mate. Your name ain't Steve. Get out. What was his name again? Ronald Wayne. Ronald Wayne, yeah. But you do you do get this quite a lot. So a billionaire's name, is it Ronald Wayne? Whenever whenever you look at like really big things, there's always this third member that kind of like no one knew about. So did you know that Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher have another brother? I did. Paul, right? And nobody really knew this. Nobody really paid attention when actually he has played a fundamental role in Oasis's success and also Liam Gallagher's solo success. And behind the scenes, he's probably the biggest backbone for the band. And I would love to delve in, and maybe this is where people can leave comments or reviews and let us know. I would love to know about things where there has been like a, a hidden person that people don't know about. I think that would be really cool. 
Who do you reckon is the, the third hidden person of this podcast? Fourth hidden. What do you mean third hidden? But we've oh already got God. three. That's what oh I'm God. saying. Are you, are you Who idiot? of us three is the third? Oh, probably, well, I'm probably worth the most if anyone was to invest. You nearly, you were about to say me there, weren't you? Worth Connor? the no, no, most. No, I wasn't. No, I'm just saying that if anyone was to sort of invest and... You know, like, you know, it'd probably be me. I'd probably say I'm worth the most. No, here. you're not. Just just because some Instagram company wants you to be their spawn or whatever it is, there is no way, just because you're halfway to becoming a ratchet influencer, there is no way you are the most valuable of the pod. 100%. I think without me, the pod, the pod just wouldn't work. Mark, give us your second fact of the pod. When Einstein died, his brain was stolen. Great. Fantastic. And for good measure, his eyes were too. So Albert Einstein, obviously very, very famous scientist, the Nobel Prize winning physicist. What did he actually create? Sorry, uh, He was the one who gave us the theory of relativity, E equals MC2, as you believe it is. Or of course, as we all know, oh, yeah. E equals MC2. I've never really understood what that is. He also created the iPod. He was the, fir- he was the fourth member of Apple. <laughs> he let it go. Did he, is he the one who created gravity? No, no, you I mean, he didn't no, create like, gravity. Two, two things. He didn't create gravity and he didn't discover it either. So what did he discover? That that was Newton. What did he discover? He, well, his big thing is E equals MC squared. He yeah, discovered what, is that? The, what does that so, even mean? So energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So energy, basically, there is so much energy in a tiny, tiny particle. That's the formula for how you work it out. So again, I don't know too much about it just because it was a long time ago that I read books. So basically that led to the splitting the atom and then the nuclear bomb. Einstein laid the foundations for a lot of the scientific breakthroughs that we have. It's probably an easy way. Yeah, he also woke up one day and thought, you know what would be good if we weren't just floating around sky? If we weren't just like floating in the air, maybe we should invent gravity. So he created that as well. Big day for him. I don't like your sarcasm. It offends me. So Albert Einstein, he died and then was taken to uh, Princeton Hospital in 1955, where the pathologist on call was a guy called Dr. Thomas Harvey. Is he the one with the now, really long tongue? Einstein, yeah, he had a pretty long tongue. That's the picture you probably have seen of him, of his tongue out and his hair. Yeah, well, I'm on board now. Yep. Okay, He's right. got a long tongue. Great, okay. So Dr. Thomas Harvey went, well, he's a very famous scientist. His brain is incredibly clever. I don't have permission from his family, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cut his head open, took his brain out for what he claims scientific purposes. Then he rang the New York Times to tell him he'd done this because that's what all criminals do, straight away confess to a newspaper. Unsurprisingly, his family, that's Einstein's family, weren't all that happy about it. Uh, But nonetheless, it had been done. And then Thomas Harvey cut the brain up into about 240 different um, segments, then put it onto scientific slides, about a thousand of them, sent them to researchers around the world to try and discover the magic behind Einstein's brain, or as he would call it, science. But that's pretty stupid of him because you've cut it up. 
So you can't really discover why it's so amazing because it's in 240 pages. Yeah, I mean, there, there, has been some, there has been some findings that have come back in terms of uh, certain parts of Einstein's brain were bigger than the average while his actual brain was smaller than the average. But there's been nothing really that exciting that's come back from it all. Um, and now, you know, some of his brain is missing. Some of it is just MIA. No one really knows where it is. Some of it's in museums and uh, a big chunk of it that never got caught up and put into slides is now back at Princeton Hospital years after Dr. Thomas Harvey stole it. What do you reckon the texture of a brain is like, like eating it? Probably a bit chewy. A bit hubba-bubba. <laughs> a bit chewing gummy. I am... Um, so with, with like a, an intelligent brain like Einstein's, is it basically like a car? Like, you know, a car, if it has better wires, runs better. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. And I don't really think anyone knows. I don't think people, no, this people is are the sure. Thing. No, no one's entirely sure. I mean, so Einstein's brain itself is actually smaller than the average brain. There you go. But there was a certain part of his brain, which, uh, which people think is to do with the math and language, which was bigger. The other interesting thing about Einstein's brain is it didn't age. So there's a chemical inside your brain which you get more of over time. Like People don't really know too much about it, but you get more of it over time as you get older. Einstein had very, very little of that. So his brain essentially didn't age. So even though he died in his 70s, it, it didn't seem like his brain was 70, 70 years old when they had a look at it. Now, that's, that is incredible. Problem is, I think Connor switched off about five minutes ago. Yeah, I'm... Um, yeah. The, you know these... It, I mean... I feel really bad, but you know, these facts just aren't my thing, but it's interesting, but I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm taking it all in. I, I reckon Einstein's still alive. That's, that's my fault. Well, it's not, is it? Because the brain is scattered. Nah, his brain world. is very, yeah. His brain right. is in lots of places. Around if the he place. was still managing to live, you know, we'd have a different conversation than what he like was Michael Jackson scenario all over again. Sorry. It's like a Michael Jackson situation all over again. Uh, okay. We'll pro pro probably stop it there. Don't want to get the lawyers involved, do we? Maybe that's a chat for another day. Right, my second fact. The UK Navy has a nuclear-powered submarine that could stay underwater almost forever if it didn't need to keep breakfast. We need to think about the facts that we're bringing to this podcast. Because no, this I'm is switching good, right? off a lot. I'm switching off a lot. What? So, yeah, well, that's not my problem. You not said my sub problem. You, you said submarine. Submarine. Yeah. And I'm just... Submarines are cool. Submarines are amazing. Oh, I love a good submarine. No, you, when have you ever sat not, there and thought about our, submarines? It's not our problem, Connor. You need to keep yourself on board. Flip you need on, to broaden your horizons. For two seconds, this submarine, right, can purify its own air and water, but it only can stay under the sea for three months because it has to carry 18,000 sausages and 4,200 Weetabix to make the crew breakfast. <laughs> they have a Weetabix and sausage for breakfast. Oh. I have not tried that combination, but maybe I will. No, it's so if it didn't have to keep all of that, it could keep coming up for air, but it has to carry. Surely they can just send someone out fishing, just eat fish all the time. Well, well you can't, you can't, you can't catch a Weetabix in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. No, but you can catch a trout. <sighs> like, what do you want? What do you want from me? <laughs> just, what have you. Where, Connor, what's your issue? What's your issue, mate? I just like... <laughs> that Apple fact was like, would have taken one Google. We've all seen that fact about a billion times. How did you find this? I did a deep dive on the internet. 
what I'm paid to do. Hey, hey, deep dive. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm paid to be me, and I, you know, I, I'm just it's, it's cool. That, that I, it's amazing, mate. I love it. This is ridiculous. No, no, right. It, it's kind of interesting. It's just I, I, I find it hard when I can't relate. Like the I live in Essex. The problem is, I live in Brentwood, yeah. Essex. I live in yeah. a, I live in a four bed house that's semi detached down a cul de sac. All right, someone's doing all right. Exactly. You're not relatable at all. Parents. But but like I I just I, I'm never going to see a submarine, really. Well, when are you ever going to see like? People when are you ever going to see Ronald Wayne or whatever his name well, no, is? But I use a product that Ronald Wayne was part of every day of my life. An elbow is attached to me. I just can't fathom how this is. This is the problem. Listening to this right now, this is the problem. I come into this with such good intentions, but then old world revolves around Brentwood McGee over there. Says, "Oh, well, it, it doesn't happen at the end of my street, so it's, it's not important. It's not relevant to the world." Look, if you bring a fact to me which saves me money on a takeaway order, I'm all for it. Well, this could... Any chance you're back to pizza, aren't you? This, yeah. This could save you money. Go in a submarine, you've got 18,000 free sausages to take advantage yeah, but of. But also as well, like, that, you know, this is, this is, right, in my opinion, in Connor's opinion, this is quite cool. You know, the fact that a submarine can be underwater for what you say is forever is an incredible invention. But isn't that what it's intended to do anyway? Like what? What? Like, wow! Like a a, a a thing that can stay under the water that is made to be under the water can stay under the water for no, a long but time. That's, no, the fact is, yeah, fine. But the point is, they have to keep coming up because they need to get all this breakfast food. So, what's the fact here? No, I'm not f- saying it again. My, my my last fact is about Rock Band, <laughs> the video game Rock Band. You can have that. That's relatable to you. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever heard Dan swear on a recording. <laughs> Right, Connor, give us your third. I have worked with Dan for how long? Seven years? Never heard you swear on a recording. That is how much Connor's wound him up today. Right, Connor, you can have your third and final fact. Go on, mate. And if it's not specifically relevant to a 28-year-old who lives in southwest London in a one-bedroom flat with his girlfriend, then I'm I'm, I'm switching out, mate. I don't really care about it. I don't really mind. Right, let's... uh, Let's do some some adverts and you two can kiss and make up in the break. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. Me being Georgie Porter. And me, Samira Mighty. We are all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and give advice wherever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. You can expect to hear a little bit of this. That's so... Do you know what I mean? Not really, mate. A little bit of this. Listener letter. I'm a vegan and I'm currently dating a non-vegan. Get over it, yeah. And of course... A bit of this as well. Where do you both sit on plastic surgery? <laughs> on my fake implant butt, bitches. <laughs> I don't. It's real. That's the Loose Lips podcast out every Monday and not forgetting the bonus extra lippy on Thursdays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Iowa farmer Charles Osborne holds a world record for the longest continuous bout of hiccups at 68 years. I mean, that's got to hurt. That has got to hurt. According to BBC News, Osborne started out hiccuping about 40 times a minute. So eventually it slowed down to 20 a minute. He died in 1991 after spending 70% of his 97 years hiccuping. How have they proved that he's done it? 20 a minute? No, how have they proved that he's done it that long? You see what that is, Dan? Relatable. (laughs) It's not really relatable, is it? Have you ever hiccuped? Yeah, I've hiccuped. Have you ever been in a submarine? Well, I've been, I would love to, love to go in a submarine. I've nah. been in a submarine that wasn't underwater. You see, I feel, I just feel good right now because I feel like for once the pressure isn't on me. I'm not the one who's on the receiving end, and now, now people are aware what it feels like. No, you, spe- no, 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 you specifically. Next week we're going to get messages re- going. I'm the down of the group. You specifically are on the receiving end here, Connor. You specifically are. Because because you've said that facts can only be facts if they're relatable. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe that was a bit far. But any no, but like, can you imagine having hiccups for this amount of time? Well, yeah, no, I can't because I don't believe that this guy has had him for that long. So how do you ever have a conversation if you're hiccuping every three that's, seconds? That's the, that's the problem. If you don't believe it, but I just I, how have they tracked it for that long? Iowa farmer Charles Osborne. He Again. holds the world record. You have Again. a world record. Yeah, but I, I just can't fathom how they've tracked it for If it's a proper long. world record, you've got to be able to legit show it. So how I he, believe it. I how, believe it. How has he legit showed it, though? It's probably someone's gone round and, you know, what, every, what, every or a minute doctor of, or... Every, every what? Every minute of the day because he's doing it 40 times an hour or whatever. Probably his annoyed no. wife. His wife has probably sim- been like... Simple a, science. Simple science. I had to explain the fact that hot air rises earlier on today. It's not. It's not like... What? Why do you hiccup, Connor? Well, it's simple science, isn't it? Like, you know, it's very simple, really. You just, you know, you do you do an acoposcopy when they die and you see how many times he hiccups. I just don't believe it. It's like all these countries around the world where people say that people live to their 150 and they don't. It's just because they've got no records. Like, no one's keeping checks. They can just make up whatever they want. I reckon Elsie Isla will live to 150. Well, you won't if you keep phoning her. No, yeah, but but this this was a yeah. I I, I imagined what my life would be like as seventy percent hiccups, and I didn't enjoy it. What would you like to have if if you could have one affliction like that to live with your whole life, Connor? What would it be? Sea lion breath. 
I think like, a seahorse's ass. I think if I could pick one thing that I could sort of like deal with, like kind of like it, you know, it's just there. It'd probably be like one nap bite. It needs to be more than one nap bite. Um, like maybe the runs. <laughs> you couldn't do anything though. You just well, be no, pooping yourself all over but, the place. You know, it's kind of. You I'm always have at, got the runs with your IBS. No, but I'm looking at things that if you had it, you'd be getting like a relief. So, like with hiccups, <laughs> when you point. hiccup, you don't go, oh my God, that feels good. You're just like, this is really annoying. You lose taste yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. Or you, whereas with a nap bite, you have one that you itch it. Oh my God, it feels incredible. And the runs, you, you know, you, you, you unload, it feels incredible. Like, I'm thinking more like, what would I get gain from? But the problem is you couldn't go anywhere because you'd constantly have to r- run to the toilet because of your rampant diarrhea. I've, but I've been through this. I've got IBS. Like you don't, un- you honestly would not believe the amount of times I've been on the tube and it's booted in. For anyone listening that is suffering with IBS as well, <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about. No, no, this is not an IBS support club. Mark's gone really quiet, and that kind of worries me. It's because he had to run to the toilet. <sighs> No, I'm just. It's, I'm it's just infectious. Let, I'm just letting this play out. It's infectious. It's getting, it's getting very salty today, isn't it? It's, no, it's no, no, no. Look, look. I feel. I feel like we need. We need to. What we need to do is okay. As a three, I think we need to make a pact going forward that we need to stop dissing each other and more. You know, finding value in these facts. Do you think we need group therapy? I feel like we do. I feel like you know. We're very different okay. humans. We're from very different backgrounds, okay? But, you know, if Dan finds submarine facts interesting, then, uh, you know, Dan's a friend, and I, I, I appreciate that, Dan, but you have to appreciate on the same breath that I find elbow licking beneficial. Let's, let's try this. Connor, say one thing you like about Dan. He's got a good heart. Let me go. And Dan, say one thing you like about Connor. Mark, it's time for your third and final fact of the podcast. What do you fancy giving us to end with? I tried, How Connor. can I, I say tried. he's got a good heart? And it... Go on. I tried. Okay. We all know the song Work It by Missy Elliott, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how things change on this podcast so quickly. <laughs> we go from relationship counselling to work it by Missy Elliott within a matter of seconds. Right. So I'm talking specifically about this bit of the song. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing oh, down to minute and reverse it. It's your primitive and when yet. It's your primitive and when yet. And that bit of gibberish right at the end. Yeah? <laughs> this is going to be the best fact I've ever heard. Yeah. Does anyone have any idea what she's saying? <laughs> Play it again. Right. This is the bit I'm sp- speaking about specifically. It's your primitive Oh, it's, it sounds like she's it's playing backwards. It is. The line before is I put my thang down, flip it and reverse it. Oh. And then you hear that reversed. That's great. See if we actually reverse that section. Great. Fantastic. So when you everyone guys. in the club has drunkenly always gone, it's actually just the first line flipped and reversed because that is what she does. She puts her thing down, flips it and reverses. It's official. It's it is official. Well done and congratulations, Mark. You have officially, Dan, I think you're with me here, brought the best fact. Not only is there good fact there, you've edited, you've reversed, 
You've done everything that I don't do. You've brought more to it. Right, my third and final fact. The game rock band The Beatles was codenamed rock band Nickelback so no one would get interested in what they were doing and sneak a look into what they were making. That's brilliant. That is um, great. Um, a, yeah. It's mean, isn't it? Well, well done, mate. Well done. Say that one well more time for me, Dan, because I enjoyed it so much. Go again, go on. So the Beatles rock band game, when they were making it, it was codenamed rock band Nickelback so no one would care about what they were doing and sneak a look into what they were making. Brilliant. That it's very mean to Nickelback, brilliant. very mean to Chad Kroger and the gang. But, I like Nickelback But it's well. true, though. Do you? Does yeah, anyone like Nickelback? They've got one song which is such a banger. It is... Hold on, I'm just finding it for you. Hold on, I can't... Oh, my God, if you type in Nick, they don't even come up on Spotify. Oh, there we go, Nickelback. How You Remind Me. Yeah, good tune. Yeah, the thing is... Never Nickelback, made it as a wise man. The thing, how would that be in reverse, Connor? <laughs> To be fair, oh, let's reverse that, that Connor, and let's see how close you were. <laughs> it's not that bad an effort, to be fair. He, um, I think Nickelback do like every every once in a while. They they you know you can listen to them once in a while. And it's like hey, you know what? That's not a bad tune. I think I read somewhere that Chad Kroger like studies what songs are big and then writes music specifically to get in the charts. Like he's kind of a massive, massive song. He's well, rock star is the big one. Hey, hey, I want to be a that was it. That was massive. It was an awful song in the early 2000s. Well, it was, it was out later. Early thousands, the noughties. There you go. There you go. You know what you've done there? You've, you've completely resolved our relationship issue because I've given you a fact about a band that you care of. Yeah. All right. Okay. There we go. That's all the therapy we needed. Oh, what have we learned this week then? Uh, well, that we all want a sneaky bit of elbow licking just to see if we notice. Also, that hot air balloons are really terrifying. And I'm sure that seahorses probably have delicious smelling farts. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a fact, if you want to get involved, slide into our DMs. You can find all of our handles in the episode notes below. Also, if you're loving what you're listening, please do leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you are listening. If you're not, if you listen somewhere else, that's fine. Just tell someone that you know who you think might like the podcast as well. Uh, And we will see you next week. Connor, say goodbye. See you later, gents. See you. uh, Say goodbye, Mark. I say my goodbye, flip it and reverse it. It's her from that. Ah, there you go. And it's goodbye from me as well. Um, We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Connor Connor and I are going to go and kiss and make up and talk about Nickelback. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.